welcome to another edition of the Bassin Interaction Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bassin, sports reporter and news reporter uh, for CentralJersey.com, and I'm here to bring you the latest news on what is going on in Central Jersey regarding uh, high school sports, and let's just say there's a lot going on right now. Um, we got the high school state wrestling tournament beginning this upcoming weekend in Phillipsburg. As we just saw this past weekend, the four Super Region tournaments, the top four place finishers in each weight class punched their ticket into the state tournament. And spoiler alert, a lot came from the short conference. Um, in fact, 53, that's right, 53 short conference wrestlers punched their tickets during these uh Super Region tournaments into the state tournament. And that will fill up the 112 spots that were available in the state tournament. So 53 short conference wrestlers did so. Um, the biggest amount came from the Central Region, which I will get into shortly, as most of the schools I cover competed in the Central Region. And 45 wrestlers from that region made it to the state tournament. That Central Region was the region was region five and region six combined. So um, we'll get into that. As you know, the South region was region seven, and eight combined. And then the other two regions were three and four and one and two, but I will give you a who's who on who made it and who punched their ticket in the state tournament from the central region. Um, shortly. We'll also have on the podcast, Jesse Johnson. Yes. The lovely Jesse Johnson from Manalapin will come on and talk about winning her third. That's right. Third state championship last week in Phillipsburg. Um, Jesse has just been a trailblazer for uh, New Jersey girls wrestling since it began uh, three years ago. In it's three years, like I mentioned, she's won three state championships. She's just won previous this year's at 161, following up on her wins at 151 and 136 in the years prior. She did so this year in just dominating fashion. She pinned her way to the state championship, literally pinning every opponent in the region tournament and in the um, state tournament to win her third state championship. So she'll talk about her achievement there, continuing the great line of Manalpin wrestlers. And be, like I mentioned, being a trailblazer for uh, girls high school wrestling here in the state of New Jersey. Um, she'll also talk about some accomplishments she is looking to make in the future as she will be competing at the collegiate level next year for Lock Haven University. So she'll touch on that. Some other things to know about Jesse: she is a two-time region champion. She's also the eighth short conference wrestler to win three state championships and the first Manalpin wrestler to do so. So those are some facts about her as well. But just a tremendous career for her, and I was happy to get her on the podcast. And lastly, on this edition we of the pod, of the Bass Interaction Podcast, we'll touch on spring sports coming back to action. That's right. High school spring sports in New Jersey are back. Um Recording this here on April 19th, and this was the day that most spring sports were able to start the regular season play, whether it was baseball, softball, girls and boys lacrosse, or boys tennis. Uh, golf was able to start matches last week. Track and field will start off their regular season matches and meets, uh, I mean meets, excuse me, um, shortly. But um, big day in high school sports as spring sports are back after a two-year hiatus, you know, losing the season last year because of the coronavirus pandemic. So it's great to see um, those spring athletes back, whether it's in the circle, whether it's on the diamond, whether it's on the lacrosse field, the tennis court, soon enough on the track, in the circle throwing, or 
jumping. You know, it's it's great to see these athletes back after missing, you know, a year of competing. And like I uh, mentioned on my Twitter and I'll mention later, this is the most anticipated season, I think, in New Jersey right now since they lost down their season last year, spring sports athletes because of the coronavirus pandemic. You know, not a lot of them got to do anything. They had Trey on their own. Yes, there was the New Jersey, you know, last dance World Series. Uh, some counties, like Somerset County did that uh, softball tournament. That was two days. Um, you know, some lacrosse teams did games together. Some track and field teams did inter-squad meets to see how team guys would do but or girls would do, but nothing huge. So a lot of them had a train on their own or in these other leagues and, you know, have that as their that season for them. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing those athletes get back on, you know, in action this spring. But um, we'll get into the nooks and crannies of the big news going on of who is going to the state tournament out of the Central Jersey re- uh, Central region here. And um, we'll start actually with, um, you know, I'll give you a breakdown actually right now of who is going from the short conference. Like I mentioned, 45 short conference wrestlers from the Central region advanced to the state tournament they qualified for. Um, the breakdown of the schools I cover, five from Howell lead the way, five state qualifiers for the Rebels. You have four wrestlers from Rumson Fairhaven going on, including two region champions. Uh, CBA has four wrestlers, including Julian George, with a huge upset victory at 132 pounds to win the region title. So congrats to him. He leads the way for the Colts. Madawan's got three wrestlers going. Colts Neck will have three, led by Logan Waller, who topped Madawan's career, um, Cameron O'Neill in the 145-pound final to advance to the state tournament. As we all know, um, Logan made to state final, uh, qual- uh, was state qualifier last year, so it's great to see um, see him make it back, and we'll touch on that match shortly. St. John Vianney had three wrestlers going on, including Blake Clayton, who won a region title at 195. M- Milltown South had two wrestlers. Um, Jackson Memorial, Jackson Liberty, Red Bank Regional, Red Bank Catholic, Friel Township all had a wrestler make it to the state tournament. Milltown North had Nico Serbo make it for them to the state tournament. And Manalpin saw Gavin Calero punch another trip this state tournament, which will be held this year in Philipsburg. I keep thinking of saying AC, but it's Philipsburg. Um, he did that as well. So um, those that's the breakdown of the schools that made it there. And we'll start uh, with some of the top results from the Central Super Region Tournament. And we'll actually go to the Greater Middlesex Conference, who saw Nico Calelio of, of St. Joseph's Metuchen win the 106-pound region final. He pinned Anthony Rossi of Huntington Central to do so. So congrats to him on becoming a region champion and punching his ticket to the state tournament. Um, We'll go down to, excuse me, 132, where I mentioned before Julian George had that huge upset victory. He did so over Jack Mita of Shore Regional. He beat him 4-2 to win his region championship. He leads the list, like I mentioned, of four Colts that are going on to the state tournament. So congrats to him. Following suit at 138, we go back to the GMC where Tyler Saggy defeated uh, Frail Township's Giovanni Scafati, who's the only Patriot advancing to the state tournament this year. Saggy won 6-5, to five, ed- got the edge to win the- his first region championship and become a two-time state qualifier. He made it last year for Oldbridge. So congrats to Tyler on uh, representing Oldbridge in the Knights going forward in the uh, state tournament. Um, then we go to 145, like I mentioned, Logan Waller winning a recent championship to make it back 
to the state tournament. He did so by just edging out Cameron O'Neill six to four uh, to become a region champion. And we'll see what Logan can do in the uh, state tournament. Like we mentioned, he's mentioned here on the podcast. I've had him on. Didn't medal last year. Would love to get on the podium this year. Would love even to win a state championship. So he's got the opportunity to do so there. And he adds another region championship to his resume by topping Cameron O'Neill. And did so by also um, earning his 100th career win in the process. So congrats to Logan on that. Uh, Congrats to Cameron as well, who, (coughs) excuse me, also guys, 100th win this season for the Huskies. And um, is going to the state tournament as well. He leads the list of three Matawan wrestlers, as I mentioned there. So uh, congrats to him there. As we get to the middleweights, it starts, we'll go to Rumson Fairhaven, who I mentioned had four state qualifiers. All their four state qualifiers were in region finals. And they got two region champions out of the four, starting with Max Brignola, who's going to the state tournament for the third time um, and became a first-time region champion. He knocked out off... Mike McNee of Shore, five to nothing in the region final at 152 to win his region championship and make a play for another state medal at the state tournament, a possible state championship, as well as he is a big favorite there to uh, make a run towards the state final at the 152 bracket. The other region champion for Rumson was at 182 in Jack Kelly, who won by pinning Brendan Newberry of Wall in 44 seconds to get another trip back to um, the state tournament. So those are the two region champions this year for Rumson. Uh, Shea Addison, who is also another number one seed. Rumson had three number one seeds, actually, in the in the, in the tournament that made to the finals in, in Brignola, uh, Kelly, and Addison. But um, Addison fell in an upset to the number three seed, Sabina Portella, became, who is the only Casey for, um, moving on. Uh, to the state tournament, and he represented Red Bank Catholic by winning his region championship with a 3-1 upset victory over Addison in the 175-pound, 70-pound final. So that was a great match. So congrats to Portella on the big upset win. Addison, again, a tough-nosed wrestler, another guy that can compete for a medal at the state tournament, even a possible state championship for the Bulldogs. Uh, The last Bulldog, you know, that made it to the state tournament was Hudson Scove, who's Having a great freshman year. He unfortunately ran to the buzzsaw. That is Blake Kelly of St. John Vianney in the final at 195 pounds and lost three to nothing. But, you know, as a freshman, he makes it as a, you know, an upper weight into this, into the state tournament um, for Rumson. And he continues that great lineage of school wrestlers, as we all know from Long Branch, you know, who dominated the short conference. Looks like he'll do the same for Rumson Fairhaven as he, uh, makes a move to maybe possibly meddling at the state tournament this year uh, as a freshman for Rumson Fairhaven. So uh, those are the four Rumson Fairhaven state qualifiers. Um, St. John Daniel, like I mentioned, had three. Clayton leads the way there, and he won his region championship. Um, Nico Diaz unfortunately fell in the final to Vincent Santello of um, – Santiello, excuse me, of Brick Memorial, one to nothing – couldn't get the upset, came close, but couldn't get it done. But those are the two leading the way for the Lancers. Uh, Brick Memorial, by the way, also has five wrestlers going on to the state tournament, um, and they lead the list of short conference wrestlers. So another great year for uh, the Mustangs there. Um, 
Some other news and notes uh, to watch out for. I mentioned Brick Moore had five. Hal also had five. And that actually starts with Hunter Mays, who comes in as a PA transfer to Hal and wins his first region championship, doing so in very impressive fashion. Beats the number one seed from Hunter Central, Colton Washleski, 14-3 major decision to win the region championship. So he leads the least of list of Rebels going on to state tournament. So congrats to Hunter on winning it there. Um, at 113, uh, Sebastian Ortega fell to Evan Talmadge of Brick Memorial, 6-2 in the region final there. But he is the second Howell wrestler going on to the state tournament. The others that I follow are the seniors, Nick, Nico Malone and uh, Paul Jacob. Um, Nico Malone got it finished third in his weight class at 126 pounds. He beat Phil Stolfa, who is the Red Bank Regional State Qualifier, three to nothing in that third place match um, as he goes on to the state tournament. Um, Jacob unfortunately fell in his first in his third place match. The hundred centrals is Tanner Peak by a three one sudden victory in overtime. So a tough loss for him, but he'll get the opportunity to make up to rebound from it in the state tournament and make a run at a medal possibly for the Rebels. And DJ Henry finishes off the list of the five Howell wrestlers. He took three third at one hundred seventy pounds and won it as a thirteen seed. And a lot of a lot of Cinderella stories in this tournament as a lot of wrestlers in the higher seeds made a run at making it to the state tournament this year. So um, he is one of them, DJ. So those are the five guys from um, Powell moving on to the tournament. Um, other third-place finishers in the short conference, Gavin Calero uh, got third place to make it back to the state tournament from Alpen. He beat Hopewell Valley's Brian Lacrosse 13-2 in in that to make it on um colt's next ray santiago makes his first appearance in the state tournament he defeats nico servo of middletown north in the third round match two to one to do so so congrats to him on making it um the other colt's neck wrestler going on is matt januski who joins his brother as a state qualifier he got fourth place uh, he fell in his third place match the oceans Joe Teresi, 5-1 to one in the heavyweight round. But congrats to the man I'm making on. So those are your three uh, Cougars going on to the state tournament. Um, other news and notes we look on to. Um, we go to the Colonial Valley Conference where Brian Bonilla of Heightstown won a region championship. He defeated uh, Jackson Liberty's uh, Chim, um, Chimdu Mokwo, 7-2 in the 225-20-pound uh, Final to to um, win his region championship and punch his ticket to the uh, state tournament. Um, Chim Dio is the only Jackson Liberty wrestler going on to the state tournament. So congrats to him. Um, Jackson Memorial's only state qualifier is Brett Blaise. The you know the senior who came out from the 11 scene was able to earn a fourth place finish to advance to the state tournament. Um, he lost his third place match to Garrett Totten um, by a 9-2 decision. Uh, Totten is one of the four CBA wrestlers going on, joining George in there. Alex Nini is the other. He won his third place match against St. John Vianney's is Harris uh, Gordon by pinfall at 113 to advance to the um, state tournament for the, for the Colts. Um, so... 
And then the other one at 160 for CBA is Xander Silva. He unfortunately fell to Adam Coleman, who from the 12th seed made it to the state tournament for the Huskies. And he got third place by pinning Silva in the second period at the 160-pound class. So those are some guys to watch out for there. Um, so, you know, cra- you know, crazy upsets. Crazy upsets we see here of guys just making runs in the tournament, making it up there. Um, Ricky Gomez was a 13 seed from, Man- uh, from Madawan. He takes fourth place to make it to the state tournament. So a couple of Huskies coming out of nowhere to make it. Just, you know, it's unbelievable what can happen here in the state tournament, what guys can do. So, um, yeah, but um, that's the list of guys making it to the uh, state tournament. Um, congrats again to all those members I've named on making a run to the state tournament and getting an opportunity to compete. I know it's not AC, but still the grand stage is the NJSIA State Wrestling Tournament, one of the biggest meccas, you can say, in um, New Jersey high school sports. So um, congrats to all those competitors, and I look forward to seeing what they can do this weekend in Phillipsburg and see who comes on, out on top, not just as a state champion, but out of everything, comes home with a medal after, you know, we talk about wrestling being one of those, you know, a sport push push back to the um, season three because of all the, COVID-19 protocols and all, and the fact that they're going to get a state tournament, teams are going to get to compete in these individual, you know, guys got to compete in these individual tournaments to, you know, have a shot at a state championship or a state medal is just unbelievable. So congrats to them. And, you know, I look forward to seeing, you know, how they do down in Phillipsburg this weekend. So uh, that's the recap of who's going on to the state tournament from the central region. Um, We will now go to my interview with uh, Jesse Johnson, the three-time state champion from Manalpan. And you'll hear from her about how she's been able to become a trailblazer for girls wrestling, like I mentioned before, and become another superstar on the mat for the Manalpan High School wrestling team. So let's just cut to the chase. Let's get to it. Here is Jesse Johnson from Manalpan High School. All right. Welcome to the uh, Bass Interaction Podcast, Jesse. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm kind of in awe speaking to you. Um, three-time state champion, um, two-time region champion. I mean, the list of your accomplishments go on. Um, as we see right now after a week of, like, taking it all in that you won a state championship, like, how does it feel that you're a three-time state champ? It feels great. Just all um, everything coming in now, like, and settling down, it feels amazing just to be able to like, look back on the event and um, like my performance and everything, and it feels great. Um, you did it in such impressive fashion this year. Um, you just pinned your way through the competition. Um, what's what was that like? And how did you go into every match like uh, with the ability to dominate, get get your opponent on the back on their back and win them? Yeah, well, uh, my mindset going through it was just to be the aggressor the entire time. And uh, I've been training for this for, like, the whole year with uh, COVID and everything. So I felt ready. So just to be the aggressor and just get in and get out and get it done. Awesome. Um, Were you happy that you got an opportunity to wrestle this year? I mean, I talked to a lot of people and they weren't sure it was going to happen. But are you happy that your senior year you were able to get on the mat and you were able to accomplish something that not many people have ever done before with winning three state championships? Definitely. I was definitely a little nervous at first that we weren't going to be able to have the opportunity or even just like states in general. So um, just when like everything was announced that we were able to have it, uh, 
even though it wasn't at AC or anything, it was still a pretty big deal just to be able to have it in general. So uh, I'm definitely grateful for that. Um, I know you. if it was your freshman year, if they had it, you would have had a shot at four state championships. But the opportunity that you got, you've had to wrestle three years, um, what has that meant to you with, you know, not even knowing when you entered high school that you would have the opportunity to even wrestle, you know, in high school? Yeah, exactly. I'm lucky enough to that it started pretty early for me. Um, I just thought, like, freshman year that I would be, have to wrestle with the boys, like, the entire time and just wouldn't be able to have as fair of a shot as I am with the girls. So um, I'm definitely grateful that, like, I was able to get it just sophomore year. You know, there's people way older that haven't even been able to even get the opportunity to do this. So definitely lucky. Um, you know, your freshman year, talk about, did that help just facing the boys a lot? Your freshman year, because Coach Freshman said he really impressed you. You, you impressed him, you know, once you came onto the mat your freshman year. Yeah, um, I was training with the boys, like, since before that. So definitely that, like, uh, played a huge role in just, like, the wrestler I am today. Um, just being able to be a lot stronger than some of these girls and just more aggressive in that, like, way. I just felt like I learned that just from always wrestling with the guys. Um, how long have you been wrestling? Like, hey, why why did you get into wrestling? I mean, what, what got you into being, you know, a wrestler and getting, getting on the mat? Oh, yeah, I started wrestling in seventh grade, just in middle school to try it out. But um, growing up, I always did jiu-jitsu. So from there, I just, like, transferred over. Just thought I'd give it a shot in uh, middle school, see if I liked it and stuff. So uh, I fell in love with it. So then just stuck with it from there. Um, What are what kind of belt are you in jiu-jitsu? I, I stopped when I was, like, a kid just doing the belt system. So I think oh, okay. I did, like, an orange belt or something in the kid system. But okay. I'll still go in there, like, every once in a while just to – uh, train because both my parents do it awesome yeah my cousin's son who's also from Manalapan, he he does taekwondo i believe he's a red and black belt mm -hmm. actually and he loves it um he's a football guy so he doesn't know what to choose now <laughs> he's getting into that but um you know i can definitely it helps I, I bet you it helped just like learning how to hand fight and do all that stuff that definitely helped you with your you know ability to get on the mat and um i guess take it easier it came to you a lot easier than maybe most girls did yeah, definitely. The the uh, transition was a lot smoother for me because I already knew like a lot of the basics and um, it was just a lot easier to get started. And then once I already got started on the mat, it was a lot easier to like progress from there instead of just learning the basics my first year. Do you have any older siblings that did wrestling or you're the first one? Uh, both my sisters did jiu-jitsu with me when we were like little, but they stopped after once they got like a little older. So I'm the only one. Do they wish that, you know, they did wrestling when, I mean, I know it wasn't there for them in high school, but do they wish that they did it? Um, they're both in their own sports too. So my oldest sister does dance and my little one does soccer. So um, they're still, they're just like being the supporters. I don't think they could be a, a wrestler. <laughs> what was it like? Were they able to come to the matches this year? Most of them? Not this year. No. Uh, my mom was able to watch like a few here and there, but they weren't able to uh, see any in person. Um, what was it like then? I guess you guys celebrated when you guys got back after you won. What was that like, you know, being able to celebrate your huge accomplishment with your family? It was great, yeah, because usually we do it right after the, uh, the tournament. So now it was a little delayed, but it was still just as fun. Um, now you won 136 your, your first year, then 151, then 161. You gradually just going up in weight, you've been able to continue your dominance. Um, has that helped with like 
you know, lifting and, you know, being able to build yourself? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm getting stronger with that too. And this year I didn't really find a need to like cut any weight or anything. So just wanted to get out there and just, I knew my like um, skills with just wrestling in general would be able to like help that. I didn't like find size as a problem at all. Awesome. Um, now I hear you're going to lock in, that correct? Yeah. Um, what's that like? What are you looking forward to wrestling for them in college? I'm super excited. The coaches are great there and the school is great. So um, just being able to start a new opportunity for me and a new chapter in my life, that's going to be so exciting. Uh, where are you planning on studying there? Uh, PT, physical therapy. Physical therapy. Okay. So um, yeah. do you um, – let me – so athletic training, would you would you like getting back into it when, after you're done with school, like helping people out either rehab or get them, you know, being an athletic trainer with wrestlers? Definitely. I, I think wrestling is going to carry on for the rest of my life. Even when I'm older and stuff, I'm always going to be able to resort back to that. So I find it sticking with me forever. Now, I might be pushing the envelope here a little bit, so, so stop me if I, if I am. But, um, you know, you know, you, you mentioned wrestling all your life. You know, is that something you're going to push your kids to do if you want to have kids, like, growing up, like your sons or daughters and stuff like that? Won't that be cool to, like, say, like, hey, I'm a three-time state champion. I know how to do this. Like, let's <laughs> do this if you want to do it sort of thing. Definitely, yeah. Uh, give them that opportunity and everything. See what they want to do, and hopefully I'll push them to do that. Um, are there any other sports that you're interested in or, or just wrestling? And, uh, just uh, not anymore. No, I used to play soccer, but I stopped that once I got into high school just to focus on this completely. You said your, your younger sister does soccer, right? Yeah. What position does she play? I think she's a defender. <laughs> defender. Okay. 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 She has to throw her body in a little bit. So, yeah, exactly. so that physicality, were you a defender or, or um, um, forward when I, when I was playing Oh, so you were a scorer. Yeah. <laughs> a scorer. So you went from scoring goals to pinning girls on the mat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nice. Um, now, are you a Manalpin resident or are you from somewhere else in the Freehold Regional School District? I know it's uh, this, it, depending on what you want to do growing up, it changes where you're at. You can go to different schools to uh, focus no, on. Yeah, I'm from Manalpin. Manalpin. Awesome. So. Yeah. You've, you're, you're carrying on the tradition of Manalpin wrestling. I, I, Coach Freshman told me you did not just set the standard for Manalpin wrestling. You've done it for the state. Um, what's it like? Because Manalpin has a great history of wrestlers, and you've been able to carry that on and put your own mark there with being a three-time state champion and bringing girls wrestling to the spotlight there. Yeah, it's actually uh, it's super cool because uh, my club coach now, Steve Rivera, he went wrestling in Manalpin, obviously state champ there. So it'll be cool to see our names on the wall together and uh, just carry that tradition over. Do you feel like you're a trailblazer? You know, three, you know, I, three times state champion. The sport's only been around three years. Like, do you feel like at the end of the day, girls are going to be looking up to you like, hey, she won three state championships. She took advantage of this. Like, she's been successful. Like, how, like does that feel cool? And do you think that, like, you're a trailblazer for others to follow in your footsteps? Yeah, I definitely hope so. Uh, there's obviously a few other girls that are with me like that, like Chloe and everyone. But um, it's super cool to just be like one of the first people to do that. And I think it's going to like be like that forever where people are always going to remember like the first few girls that uh, did that. Take me through the moment when you got the pit in and you knew that you were a three-time city champion. Like what were, what were going through your mind as they held, well, they didn't held your hand up, but you were able to hold your own hand up. <laughs> 
it was honestly super exciting. I honestly didn't realize how big of an accomplishment, like, the three-time state champ was till afterwards and the interviews till then, uh, because I was just so focused on getting that one. I wasn't even thinking about the, the past two, so it definitely set in more afterwards and doing more of the interviews and people telling me, like, uh, how little – like how little people have done that before. So definitely said in after the fact. I think you're the eighth short conference, you know, wrestler to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in your own conference, that's, you know, hasn't really been done that much. I think the last time was Man- uh, a kid from Manchester, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, uh-huh. still, I mean, that's, I mean, again, very rare. Does someone get to say, hey, three-time state champion or have three medals? Yeah, exactly. So it feels awesome. Um. Did you ever think that this would be the case when you stepped under the man high school that, you know, at the end of the day, you would leave this type of legacy? Uh, definitely not, because I was always just, I always thought it was just going to be me and the boys. So uh, definitely so cool. Like, if I ever knew this, like looking back on freshman year, what I could have been able to do, you know what I mean? So you took advantage basically of an opportunity to get to be the spotlight and you and you've shown that i mean is that another thing like does that that you sense pride in that you know definitely yeah i mean i've been training for this all year round all the time almost every day so i feel like I, it's just deserving at this point um is there any goals you have in college is you know on the mat definitely a few national titles um maybe make the world team and everything like that so you just want to keep going and going. It, it doesn't just stop with college. You want to go before you want you want to go further with wrestling. Yeah, definitely. I'm just going to keep going until uh, I find a reason to stop. Awesome. All right. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Another thing I should ask you is, do you like Jesse or Jessica? Because everybody De- asks, definitely Jesse. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. Like the like like the nickname. I got you. Yeah. Um, so um, thank you again for coming on the podcast. And I want to say thank you again to Jesse for coming on the podcast to talk about winning her third state championship and being a trailblazer for New Jersey high school girls wrestling. So again, thank you, Jesse, for coming on the podcast and good luck to her in her future endeavors at uh, Lock Haven University next year. Stay tuned. I will have a huge feature on Jesse and her accomplishments here at the high school level for Manalapan on centraljersey.com in the next coming days, so stay tuned for that. If you haven't yet, go to centraljersey.com and read my story on Mia Lazarus, who won the 215-pound state girls wrestling championship this year for Raritan High School. Uh, Mia has a very great comeback story, if you will, sort of tale. Um, She lost, unfortunately, in the uh, finals two years ago. She then got injured last year, could not compete, in the postseason tournament, comes back this year, goes undefeated, wins the state championship. So it's a great story. It was a pleasure talking to me as well. So please check out that story on her as well. And I also have later on this week with Girls Wrestling a feature on Gabby Miller um, from Oldbridge, who won the state her second state championship this year. Doing so for the Knights, she won her freshman year as well, but for Monroe. So winning a state championship for two schools, you know, her great story as well. So stay tuned for that. So congrats to those girls and good luck again to the boys starting their state tournament run this weekend. We'll switch gears now to spring sports as they have begun. The time has finally come 
for what I think is the most anticipated season there has been in a while for New Jersey sports. It's great to see every sport in every season play, but last year spring sports didn't happen because of the coronavirus pandemic. A lot of, you know, athletes were unable to do anything last year. You know, they couldn't play their favorite sport, whether it was track and field, if they were a runner, a thrower, or a jumper, if they played baseball, softball, if they were a tennis player for boys, for example, a girls and boys lacrosse player. Um, the list goes on. You know, they couldn't get that opportunity. You know, some who were seniors, unfortunately, had to wait, couldn't get the opportunity, and it, they would have to get it either in college or doing some recreational leagues. For the underclassmen, who were juniors, senior, uh, juniors, uh, sophomores, and freshmen last year, who are now in, in next grade up this year, they get their opportunity back. They get the season they missed out on back, and they get the opportunity to, um, you know, take advantage of being, you know, playing. You know, they had taken away from them last year. They now get the opportunity to play, and it, it's it's just great to see these kids get the opportunity to. You know, I can't imagine losing a chance. You know, not being able to play football in high school or doing baseball, or track and field, um, or wrestling. You know, I couldn't. I can't imagine losing out on those chances. You know, just because because of a pandemic. These kids. Um, are so strong mentally for what they've gone through. And now they're getting the opportunity to get on the, you know, like it can be on the diamond, it can be on the track, it can be on a lacrosse field, it can be um, it can be on a tennis court or on the links. I mean, they're getting the opportunity to show off their skills. And I am so happy for them that they're getting this opportunity. I wish all these kids nothing but the best, all these coaches nothing but the best. And I think we're in store for a great spring. I think we're going to see some great, play going forward and i'm happy these kids get to have a full season the weather you know this week is going to be nice um today was a good day tomorrow's gonna be a great day there might be some cooler weather down the week but we're in middle april so we should get some good weather coming forward as the season goes into june so um just wanted to say my piece on that some highlights from the first day of action here um rumson Ferryman girls lacrosse perennial powerhouse in the short conference Gets the job done today. Uh, they beat Rancocas Valley, who's a top team in the state, 17-12. to 12. So great start for the Bulldogs there and girls lacrosse. Going to the boys' side, Manalpin, their first game ever as a varsity program, and the Braves got it done over Central Regional 16-1. to So what a great start to a program. You win 16-1. to So congrats to Manalpin boys lacrosse on winning that. And, be great to see what that program can do starting up there, um, you know, in Manalpin with their, you know, having that sport now on tap. Uh, on the Diamond, St. Joe's got a nice 8-4 to victory. Um, so congrats to um, the Falcons are starting up the year 1-0. and East Brunswick softball rallying. They come back down two against Woodbridge to win 11-10 to in eight innings. So congrats to Coach Barry and the Bears. Big win for them to start off the year. Great way to start coming back from, you know, a shortened season because of um, – yeah, missing a season because of the pandemic. So congrats to them there. Um, Colts next softball team rolls through Jackson Liberty 9-0. Ava Metzger, who's one of my top players on the diamond this year, Tremendous pitcher, good hitter too. Had 11K tonight. Watch out for the Cougars. 
I think are going to have a really great season on on the diamond in both baseball and softball this year, folks. Man. And the Lapin Air Track Field program is awesome, too. So they're, they're good spring sports on the way there. Girls lacrosse is also not too shabby that, and for the Cougars. So um, congrats to them on starting off 1-0. Manalpin tops modern day. Tim Egan threw a one-hitter. Good start for the Huskies. They're 1-0 on the season. Perorden Town softball starts off 1-0. Coming off a division championship two years ago, they win 11 to 1. So, those are kind of the top recapped. St. John Vianney softball won, so they continue to roll. Um, you know, they're a perennial powerhouse there. So, um, you know, Kim's got them going. <laughs> Always a Lancer. So, um, just some great, it's some fun to start off the year. Uh, you know, the 20th, April 20th, Tuesday, I will get my first action. I am covering Hillsborough versus Montgomery, so get some Skyland action going on there, and I'll be covering those games for the Hillsborough Beacon and the Brit on the Princeton Packet. So uh, stay tuned for updates on that Tuesday between Hillsborough and, and Montgomery. Should be a good game baseball-wise there. Uh, also, just stay tuned to SBass underscore sports. That again is SBass underscore sports. Bassin spelled, as we all know, B-A-S-S-I-N, my Twitter handle for the other uh, matchups I'll be covering later on this week. Um, you know, we have some great games that I look forward to covering. And I look forward to covering spring sports again. It was fun, you know, covering baseball um, during the New Jersey last game's tournament. I also was able to um, catch uh, some games in the uh, Somerset County softball tournament that was held last summer. So it was fun to get those. But I'm excited to cover some spring sports again. It, it's been a long while. Can't wait to watch some good lacrosse matches. Always seems like lacrosse games I cover are always great. So I'm looking forward to covering those and, you know, baseball, just everything. So I'm um, really forward to that. So um, here's to a great spring season, as I say. So uh, stay tuned for that. You know, on my next editions of the podcast, I'll be giving you some of my top teams, whether it's baseball, softball, um, Girls and boys lacrosse action, you know, see how teams do there and give my opinions on those. Maybe not a top 10, but top five, top six teams from Central Jersey. So teams you should watch out for. So I'll be getting those lists together as well as getting, you know, get to interview some great coaches and some great players from the spring sports landscape and their achievements as they get to shine this spring. So uh, that should be fun. I'll also be recapping how the boys do wrestling-wise in the state tournament who comes out on top, who gets a state medal. I'll have it all covered for you on the next edition of the podcast and um, and everything else. So stay tuned for that. So, again, I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. Uh, I hope everyone has a great week. If you're a spring sports athlete, if you're a spring sports coach, enjoy it. Enjoy this week, this first week back in action. I, you know, really enjoy it. And as for the um, boys wrestlers uh, in, who are competing in, in the state tournament, good luck to you guys. Take advantage of the moment as well of being in Phillipsburg and getting to, um, again, you know, thrive on the mat. Um, and, again, thank you again to Jesse Johnson for coming on the podcast talking about her um, winning three-state championship there. And also congrats to the girls' wrestling side of things for getting through a full season, getting their state championships done as well. So that is all for now. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week here on the Bassett Interaction Podcast. Have a great weekend. Stay safe.